road. Let's get it popping. Like Mary, y'all. All right, cool. I started a minute ago. Nice. <laughs> We're already in the shit. Already in there. Rolling down with the deep. So. Give me a minute. I uh, guess this be Life is a Mitch, episode seven. Restart. Yeah. Restart. We'll Restart. Take, take it from the beginning. Starting boys. fresh. Here we go. Welcome. Life's a Mitch. Life is a mystery, dude. So, I had something I wanted to say, but I lost myself in thought already. Uh, where did we get earlier when we were talking about that we wanted to stop the death conversation? Damn. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you were talking about you would like to do some volunteer work. To yeah, help with man. Like hospice style. Yes. Um. So, getting together my thoughts about that, um, I had seen something where a nurse was talking about her day. She had been with a patient mm-hmm. whose heart rate started to elevate um, extremely high. The patient was aware that they didn't have much time left right. to live. So, the nurse is trying to comfort the patient and then... She spends some time with them, and then it's it's talking about how she gets backed up, and then, you know, the next patient is upset because their urine bag wasn't changed quick enough Mm -hmm. because of her taking up this time. And, you know, traditional hospice, you have that, sure, but, you know, that... That's kind of a specialized treatment. It's in your home or in in certain special facilities, and sure they go to the hospitals. But and then another thing that people utilize is having someone of some kind of their aligned religious um, right. figure come in mm-hmm. to to be with them. So what what about something else? You know, what about just somebody to be there with them, not to pray with them a certain prayer, not to transfer them to another facility, not to push ideas just to be with, just to be there with you. Yeah. And what, so how could I, yeah, but thinking of some problems with this idea, it's like, okay, if you want to volunteer time, Mm Mm-hmm. That doesn't pay, <laughs> you know. Time time is valuable to everyone, um, so it's not like you can make it a career unless you get with insurance companies and allow it as some kind of service. Um, so then you can't do it much, and then in that time that you do have available, uh, death doesn't wait on anyone. So you would have to be at the beck and call and. Right. I don't foresee many calls being able to take because of life. And it'd be nice to, to be able to figure out a way to where, I don't know. I could, I could feasibly do that. You know I mean? And maybe, maybe I could start a network of people that volunteer so that, Hey, person A isn't available. Person B, person B not available. Person C, Hey, I'm available. You know? I mean, it's a touchy thing to even like begin to get into, I guess, uh, I mean, and I can, I can, I'm sure the people would 
So it's like, what you want to sit with people as right. they die? Yes, but no, I want to, <laughs> I want to comfort my fellow human and let yeah. them know it's about to be okay. Yeah, I, um, I feel that totally because I mean it's, it's such a jump into the unknown, you know, and it's like you said, it waits on no one. So, it, it, it's a fierce thing that shouldn't be taken lightly. Right, and I mean when you when you have no family and you have. Not much of a, you might not even want to really be around people, but I mean, yeah. it'd be worth a shot. I feel like, I think, I think if you gave a hundred people the opportunity to have someone or versus no one, oh, yeah, I think 99 out of the hundred would say just to have somebody there would be comforting. Yeah. So that when that nurse has to run out and change that urine bag, you know, they're not alone in their final moments. I can't, I can't. To be fully, and that was the thing that really, like, made an impact on me was to to hear how alert this person still was. Right. And they're, they're facing their final, oh, man. So flip that, that was just, switch, just the idea that I had. I mean, you know. It, it, That's the thing. It's flip of a switch, you know what I mean? Like, once that once that switch goes off. That's that's the thing. Like, what's going on, <laughs> right? Like, uh, we're just a receiver, you know. Once we're, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's just such a fucking powerful thing, and I don't know. It's a noble idea for sure. I th- I've thought about it before, something similar. Um, in my wonders and pursuits of death and what we're all facing. You know, it's sad that we have to all think about it, but I mean, it's well, I mean, it's just like the curiosity of the monkey, you know, is we're intelligent enough to think about our own awareness, so it's it eats eats at us, it's it's uh, it's because it's uncomprehendable, you know what I mean? We want to put a number on everything, we want to be able to explain everything. There's a lot of things we can't explain. I think the craziest is when you look into those people that have come back and all the various wild experiences. Some people say they met God. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, did they really? Or is that something that they manifested and brought into their own reality and it's true? Is it something that because they believe in it so much, right? then it happens, you know? So is everybody right? Is everybody wrong? I mean, what's... Are are there people that is it people that lie? I mean, I there's this one guy, very interesting. the The most interesting um, story I heard about someone coming back from death's door. They were pronounced dead. They were dead for like sixteen, seventeen minutes. Shit. Yeah, a very long time. Um, to to be clinically be dead like that. They were revived. The man now sees himself and interacts with the world in third person. He said that when he was revived, it felt like his soul was already leaving his body. When he came back, it didn't fully reassert itself. Right. So now he experiences life from the third person. Got a little disconnected somewhere. Yeah. Isn't that insane? Yeah, I mean, I'm almost the type to believe that there's a whole lot of, like, uh, frequency type things. Like, once you get off of that certain frequency, uh, there's tons of uh, 
things that can happen that we don't have explanations for. You know what I mean? I mean, when you say frequencies, I fully believe that the brain is an antenna and our souls and personalities is just a channel we tune into. Yeah. And so yeah. that would totally be like uh, not being able to dial right back into the same station. It's just like some people have head traumas and then they learn different languages. Like they've never spoken a language before. They'll have a head trauma and then they speak a different language. Hmm. Have you ever heard of that? I've never heard of that. That is <laughs> freaky. That's weird. Yeah. I can actually start to look it up, but. It's it's uh one of the wildest things. Um that goes into this one thing. It's like uh it's like there's like a base template for like all humans. Like there's like a universal knowledge that like we all tap into. Right, right. And and that that's what I, I'm I'm saying is cause like yeah. if some like language is a natural thing for humans. Mm-hmm. You got to kind of wonder about that. Right. You know, is it, is it because it's so ingrained in our DNA and DNA passes down information that that's where it's withheld is in the DNA or is it something else? Like I say, with the, like you say, with the frequencies and signals, it's called foreign accent syndrome. Foreign accent syndrome happens when you certainly start to speak with a different accent. It's most common after a head injury stroke, uh, it's extremely rare, and then it goes on to where, like I say, so there's a very few, but a couple cases where people can fully on just speak a new language. <laughs> How dope would that be if I went to the skate park, had a collision? Let's let's not, but <laughs> went, had a collision, and then I came back being able to speak French. Yeah, English and French are, are the two common ones, too. It's kind of funny that you <laughs> yeah, went right to that. Right. Of course, well, I think Spanish is in there a lot as well. It's probably uh, some theorize that it's like uh, things we pick up in our subconscious, mm-hmm. like when we hear the accents and the language. Because, I mean, if, if you're an American, European, uh you're going to pick up Spanish and, and, and French a lot. Right. Those are the three pretty big languages there for, for white folk. I don't know. Dude, language, language is weird. Yeah. I mean, how do we put these symbols together and make them mean things? Oh man. And then you want to get to like being a comedian. Right. I huh. I make the weird, I make the wrong breath sounds <laughs> and people want to murder me. You know what I'm saying? If I, if I say the wrong thing, express myself and people don't like it, it could end everything. Uh, yeah, it's, it's tricky. It's definitely tricky because the, the thing about it is that language only goes so far. Yeah. It can't, ex- it can't, uh, really cover all of our bases as human beings to express every bit of what we have to express. And you can say whatever you want. And what matters is the intent. And I Mm -hmm. think we're losing that. Yeah. I think people are overlooking intent in a lot of these cases. Yeah. 
Intent is king, that's for sure. Um, kind of like from the comedy standpoint. I mean, you know, if it's funny, it's funny, but if it doesn't come from a place of good intent, it's all dead in the water. Oh, no, man. So, we're all on this rock together, flying through the fucking infinite, right? Yeah. Uh, Why do I still have to go to the bathroom? <laughs> Why is there not micro robots that remove... <laughs> My poo and pee for me, because I am so tired of wasting my time in the bathroom. <laughs> you imagine that's what it'll be one day? We all just pop a pill to use the restroom? I just want little just mi- nanobots micro... There yes. that shit, I, want, I want nanobots <laughs> to carry poop and pee in and out of my butt all day. So small that I can't even feel it and don't need to think <laughs> about it. Just little worker ants in my butt all day. Just feel a little tickle. Just know that's them just working away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Think about it. I mean, what? You spend probably an hour in the restroom every day. What could you do in that extra hour? Is that just me? Am I the only one spending? That's a pretty high number, bro. <laughs> pretty high. I don't know. I pull out the phone. I think most of us are in there like getting straight to the business. You know what I mean? Like. I'd like to think most of us aren't just sitting there letting our legs go numb. You're not going reading <laughs> nonsense on Twitter, you know. Scrolling TikTok. I have looked up and like it's like been caught out of this like crazy weird trance and haze that I was in. Like looked up and saw the time and there's no way that I've been sitting here for forty five minutes scrolling social media. No. But I have been, and yep. my leg feels like it has pins and needles in it, like exactly like TV static. That's what it feels like. Yeah. And then I'll slap my leg around and shit and try to get it to work again, but it doesn't for at least like five to ten minutes. My favorite <laughs> is when my arm goes numb and and my hands and fingers, and it's the most intense because you have the most nerve endings right. in your fingertips. It's a fun time. Oh, my God. I could scream, but at the same time, it kind of feels good. It feels really good. But it's almost, like, so intense. It's like after you climax and she keeps going, it's like, okay. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> when you say stop, but she keeps sucking. Oh, God. <laughs> Hi, Mom. <laughs> Talking about nice things. Yeah. But no, that, that's that's real. Uh, I used to. I think it used to make me freak out as a kid whenever I would sit in my. I would I would scream. I remember. I'm screaming. not in control. I'm not in control. <laughs> no, no, I was always Ooh, I in control. Be doing that on air. Shit. Sorry, people. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot we was live, baby. Sorry. So. Anyways, on to the next matter. Um, so, something that I wanted to talk to you about was the Neil deGrasse Tyson thing when he was talking to Joe Rogan, talking about aliens. I don't. Have we talked about this before? I feel like I don't we watch about this I don't, last week. Yeah, I really don't watch Rogan anymore, dude. Okay, so Neil deGrasse Tyson was like, um, 
all of these UFO encounters are videos taken by our Navy and Air Force pilots, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, it's a hoaxing almost. Well, I don't know if he said it's a hoaxing, but he's like, I'm, I'm where, seeing where, all where's these the videos from, then, from yeah. them. I'm not seeing any videos from civilians or anything. Everybody has a high-definition camera on them. Um, so why isn't there one of these aliens on live or something? You know, why isn't there a UFO on live? We're, we're only getting these UFO videos from Navy pilots. Right. So I don't know. Uh, it just built the skepticism up in me a little bit more, you know, um, to hear Neil deGrasse Tyson going at it from a real, uh, factual standpoint like that of like, well, it, okay, so look. He's, like, really trying to debunk it. You know what I mean? I think it would make sense that not many of your everyday people would. All right, so for one, if you want to get into the alien thing, if if they're on this planet, if they inhabit or whatever, right? a lot of people are saying, look at the oceans. Yeah. That, therefore, eliminates... Just about everyone that would ever see them, except for people on the ocean. Yeah. And, or uh, flying uh, internationally, which I think if you're flying internationally in a big old commercial jet, you'd probably follow in about the same path every time, and aliens would uh, be wise to not crossing yeah, that path. The ocean is a vast place. Um, definitely a lot of undiscovered place for human beings on the ocean floor. And, and that would also make sense as to why it's mostly marine pilots that are yeah, seeing them. And I don't know. I guess that just goes back into it is just like uh, it's kind of like a great scapegoat to say, well, they're coming out of the ocean. It's because we can't really do anything with that past that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like a great way to keep your theory alive on these aliens because, oh, they're just going into the ocean. I mean, it's just where my brain logically went. Yeah. No, I know. Me too. It's like, wow. Me too for years up until this point. You know what I mean? Like, I would always think for sure that aliens are a thing, but I don't know. So much more lately, I'm starting to begin that maybe we are the only intelligent life in this universe. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised either way. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be... I just don't like how romanticized they're getting in our mainstream media. Can I take a potty break? <laughs> <laughs> he wants a potty break. Go I for it. take a potty break. It's your show. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, did I have me? Oh, you? yeah. So the thing is, is that in this day and age, information is king. And uh, misinformation can be... A treacherous thing, you know what I mean? So, like, not only is, like, an idea, like, volatile, you know what I mean? It can spread like a cancer, burn like a wildfire. Um, But if your ideas are based off of misinformation, it it can get even more dangerous, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. I guess, like, my whole thing is I just don't want to be led to believe anything. (laughs) I don't want to be led to believe false bullshit you know i don't want to i don't know there's so much going around nowadays especially in the mainstream but okay um i just don't want to i don't want to put my eggs in the wrong basket you know what i mean what about the evidence they say that they have physical evidence what about that physical evidence of what of wreckage i mean yeah i mean that would change things right (sighs) 
I mean, they've. Where would that? Would you think that might be a lie? There's been tons. I mean, I could only imagine that there's been hundreds, if not thousands, of wrecked UFOs, right? Just in the last hundred years. I don't know exactly how many. Um, so then, would that not be the but the thing intelligent is, life? I mean, Nazis were working on flying saucers. You know what I mean? So, like... Doesn't mean they were working on them. Doesn't mean they were, like, advanced enough to to do anything. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about crafts that would hover and be in the air a couple hundred feet. And, I mean, I'm talking out my ass anyways. I'm not uh, educated at all, honestly. (laughs) Um, So... It's all theory. Right. Um, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't believe it until I saw it physically. You know what I mean? Like until I meet intelligent life, I'm pretty sure we're, we're it. You know what I mean? Really? Pretty sure. Wow. That doesn't explain technology lately though. And the increase. So I wouldn't be surprised, you know what I mean, if there is other intelligent life and they maybe gave us the beginning of this technological boom. All right, so. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if we did it all by ourselves because we are ingenious creatures. That's that's what I was about to get at is. You can't give this, this credit to another species that we don't even know exists. You know what I'm saying? Human beings are fucking resilient. So, changes are made to the DNA each time you reproduce, okay? Uh Say that we do a long, a very long, maybe even infinite lifetime, humans get to be capable of time travel. They look different. They sound different. Would you still classify that as? Would you say that we still have to call that? I mean, that's pretty alien at this point, even if it is us way in the future, way in the past, being able to time travel and come here on crafts to visit this planet. Is that not still good enough for considering it? I mean, that's still a higher life form. That's still us. You know what I mean? That's still a branch of us. We're still the only intelligent life. So, I mean, it's a good thing, but it could also be a bad thing, you know? We'll um, see. We'll find out uh, eventually, maybe. I guess. <laughs> I mean, not, I think it's we'll very... Just, we'll just be sitting on this rock forever waiting for somebody else to shoot us a radio signal or something. I just think that until about this point in time, if you would have said to the masses, hey, aliens are real... Um. You know, it would have been an apocalypse. Yeah, well, not an apocalypse, but mass hysteria. Society, yeah, hysteria. I, I think we're getting to the age to where we can accept something like this. You know, and I think that that's maybe why we're in this time now. I think it's funny how they're trying to make UFOs more friendly. And, like, uh, I don't know, more friendly is the word. Um, More serious, like, taken seriously by changing the name to UAPs. 
Have you seen the push for that lately? You only call yeah. them. Uh, there, there, there's several things that people call the vehicles and the aerial phenomena. The, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's. I almost think it's just a push to get more funding for space uh, military, but at the same time. I think that would be the smartest thing for us as a human race is to get our space military fucking going now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the sooner the better, because honestly, we need to start defending this rock from incoming asteroids, you know? Yeah, within within the next couple decades. Because I hear that there's going to be some close calls coming. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen that too, like 2040-ish. Yeah. Uh, world Ender, yeah. Uh, it's just a close call for now, though. And it's and they, weird because all of my life, it's like every couple, it's like every other year, it's like, oh, this one's skirting close by. And before, like, they 20 years ago, the, our technology still really wasn't there, so they really couldn't say. But, I mean, now we're getting more precise. And we've been we've been close, and too. There, there, there was one in Russia that... Leveled a forest. Mm, yeah, I saw that. That if it was a little bit differently, would have been ugly. You know. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely need to. Um, I mean, it's weird. Think about how sixty to a hundred years ago, like if you saw an airplane, mm-hmm. you were like lucky. You know, what I mean, if you were sixty years ago, if you rode on a plane, that was. High class, and a hundred years ago, mm-hmm. you know that's nineteen twenties, nineteen twenty one. That like when the zeppelin went up in flames, close to it. How crazy would that have been to witness that? The big fucking hot balloon just up there burst into flames. The, re- it's one the, of the burning wreckage falling. It's one of the, the most horrific. Have you seen the footage? I mean, I, I think everybody's seen at least a picture from it. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen like uh, the video. It's it's pretty wild. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. Bring those, back zeppelins, right? Yeah, those fucking Germans, man. What happened to them? <laughs> <laughs> I think we know what happened to them. In Antarctica, somewhere touching all four uh, time zones at once. Oh, four twenty, y'all. Is it? Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, is it? Uh, you care if we switch over? I don't. Real mind. quick, I do want to do one thing. And edits. How about this stand up and skate? Man, I'm excited, y'all. July 24th, Louisville, Kentucky. We got Stand Up and Skate. I've rented out Riot Skate Park. What we're going to do is we're going to start with some music. We're going to get some uh, metal bands. I'm talking to one metal band right now. I have already on the lineup. I have a 90s rock band that, you know, they can play like Deftones and Smashing Pumpkins Tight. and stuff like that. Uh, then I have that's uh, the Streakers. Then I got um, I got this rap act, a Kill Warrior. Um, oh, the Streakers, I've I've seen them before. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. The oh, yeah. the other show I did. Um, so I got them coming back nice, to to nice. do that. Um, Good quality shit right there. Right. I got a Kill Warrior, a great rapper, local rapper is going to blow up for sure. Dude's got some uh, great beats that he's worked on and and some killer lyrics. So I got him on uh, for the hip hop vibes. I want to try to get a set together and uh, yeah. do a set that night. If you got the space. Well, and then I have six comedians and myself. Yeah. So it, it'll be, like I say, we're going to start with music. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a couple scheduled, uh, you know, acts for them. Right. And then we're going to have a jam. I can't wait, dude. It's going to be a fun fucking night. And I've never been to Riot before, so I can't wait to skate that park. Oh, yeah. And then we're going to end the night with comedy. So it'll be it'll be fun. What's up, Parker? I definitely want to try to get up there and do like a five-minute, ten-minute set, though. Yeah, five minutes would be good uh, to aim for, and I would totally do a couple open mics before you yeah, definitely. bust your cherry definitely. in front of hopefully hundreds of people. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, so where is Riot Skate Park exactly? East end of town. Um, what road is that on? Slight production and stuff like that. It's it's in the uh, East End Industrial Park. Okay. Gotcha. So J-Town-ish. Yeah, J-Town. Gotcha. J-Town represent. Yeah. We out you. I got a couple buddies in J-Town right now. They might be watching the pod. Shout out to J-Town buddies. Oh, yeah. You know who you are, boys? And who you're not. Hmm. <laughs> Which is Jesus. But since we're speaking of Jesus, <laughs> um, I do believe that his force and light is inside of all of us. And I'm pretty sure his force and light is inside of my mouth. He's been inside you, whether you like it or not. This isn't even joking. No. Anytime you feel love, I think that's Jesus. Anytime you feel the want to do good, I think that's Jesus. Right? I, I think know. humans are allowed to have good morals. It's hard to say that he's <laughs> the son of the creator, though. Logically. Right? I mean, logically. Are you saying Jesus or the son of the creator? Look, I, I don't know if I believe in a creator or not. I don't. I don't know nothing about nothing. I believe that there are forces going on that we can't perceive. Yeah, but I wouldn't. See, when you say Jesus. I don't think I can you... tie it to a single entity, though, like yeah. you're saying. Well, when, when you say Jesus, that, that humanizes so much for me what I think would not be anywhere near human. You know what I mean? Right. And that's kind of what I was saying is Jesus is just like love, you know, Jesus is just like fellow understanding for your fellow man. It's like the want to do better in life. You know, it's like, uh, the want to not kill the person next to you, (laughs) like, you know, just decency in general. Um, common understanding. Like, I don't know. I probably, I don't know why. Yeah. I, I just, I wouldn't call that Jesus. I'd call that decency and, and yeah no i'm just saying like uh the i don't know the picture that i get yeah you know what i mean 
So well, I mean, it's different for everybody. For I sure. also believe that if you manifest it enough, I mean, it'll be true. Probably here right now, they're like, "Oh, this fucking guy, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this fucking guy." All right, let's get it straight. Um, I feel like with your looks and everything, you're Jesus telling me, like, "Hey, I'm inside you." Yeah, love is inside of you, for sure. Um, I believe that you're a be- being of light and energy and like, you know what I'm saying? Your frequency and that's what it connects with. You're being a pure light on that frequency. You know what I'm saying? On the frequency that isn't this physical realm. What about not so pure lights? What is that? Is like that the devil? Dahmer? Like Dahmer lights? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> like uh, dark spirited people? Um, I believe that we all have the potential for harm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, oh, I know I do. Um, kind of like there's Jesus in all of us. There's also Hitler in all of us. You know what I mean? So there's also <laughs> that, that ugly primate that wants to kill things, you know? Um, which I mean, it is to be expected, right? I mean, we had to have that to come up the way that we did to evolve period. You had to be a, a some, killer. Right. You had to defend um but you know yeah but see that that's the thing that there's a difference between that natural instinct for self-preservation and and to take care of oneself and to provide for yourself versus wanting to play with corpses you know what i mean like there's a huge Um, difference and i think that that and i think that just goes to awareness of your own conscious um, self. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think some people just don't have regard for others. I think that's just literally mental disorders and and it's, and it's, yeah. Then that goes into awareness. They're not aware. You know what I mean? They're not aware of this thing that they're in, which is, a body, you know what I mean? They're not aware that they're something else, which is the spirit or whatever we want to call it. Um, they're not aware that there is another spirit, which is identical to them in a different body, which is not identical to them that is going through this, a different experience. You know what I'm saying? We're all these same beings just experiencing in a bunch of different ways. What if when we get to heaven's gates after we die, they're like, you didn't kill and eat people. You're going to hell. And that very well could be it because uh, <laughs> if you look at the universe, it's chaotic. It's yeah. like very violent in nature. Um, this, I mean, this rock that we're on, it's very violent in nature. You go out to the jungle, it's the most violent place in the world. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know. There's a struggle in it. Um, there's definitely a beauty to the duality of death and life on this place. Everything's duality, man. Um, everything is duality. So like for there to be beauty, there has to be demise and darkness for there to be that rainbow. There has to be the pitch black depths of the Marianas trench. You know what I mean? Uh, and I don't know the whole life and death thing lately. Like, is that a big thing for you lately? No, um, not so much anymore. Uh, definitely not anymore. But it's just weird to experience it. 
and to experience all the different facets of death that there are to experience, <laughs> you know, in this, I guess, our human age. Um, it's a lot more than just, like, nature and natural death. You know what I'm saying? We have all this mechanical shit we're throwing in, and now we have all this aeronautical shit we're throwing in. I'm just saying there's a lot of different ways to die. You know what I mean? You ever seen that? Thousand Ways to yeah, Die? Have you ever seen that show, Thousand Ways to Die? That's real. <laughs> it's too chaotic now. I get it's you. way too chaotic out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's almost like... Uh, almost like the conversation took me off the screen for a minute. <laughs> That's how chaotic <laughs> yeah. it was in here. Um, so that's a very snazzy shirt you got. Thank you. I bought I'm it for the it. wedding and I was like, you know what? It's my nice shirt now. Yeah. It's snazzy. I had to wear my snazzy shirt today. Oh, this is my buddy's shirt, by the way. Uh, Stripe LVR. I don't know if he says Stripe Lover or Stripe what. It's my buddy Brian's company, though. I bought one of his shirts. It's a pretty cool shirt. Stripe I love it. LVR. Uh, I think they have a website, StripeLVR.com. It's like $15 t-shirts. They're really soft. Oh, my God, this cotton feels like, I don't know if it's cotton. It might be polyester, but it's, like, so soft and comfortable. And that's not even, like, a paid promotion or anything. Like, StripeLVR.com. Dope t-shirts. Looking forward to... Um, more drops of those, you know, because I think he's only got like two different styles out right now, but they're both pretty colorful and cool. So I'm excited, excited about the straight bell VR. Shout out my buddy Brian. Heck yeah, dude. Um, so I always get to this point to where I hit a wall and then blink and I just want to talk bullshit. Okay. We're ready. Well, here we go. So, pondering life with Mitch and fees. Like, uh, dude, name a more iconic duo, you know? Um, Peanut butter and strippers. Peanut butter and dogs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know where you're going with that. Um, too early. Too early. White Castles and Big Red. Mm. Oh, man. That's iconic. Jeez. Yeah. Barack and, uh, Barack and Michelle. Cheech and Chong. Hey. Let's go. Wiz and Snoop. Since we're talking about stoners. Mm. Timothy Leary and Ram Dass. <laughs> Lil Wayne. <laughs> and Birdman. Bird. <laughs> so, hmm. The whole thing to me is, is that like, we're not here for that long. At least I don't think. Um, it seems like every day goes by faster than the last. You know? There's a reason for that. Uh, well, Scientific reason. The acceleration of time. Um, because more things are happening. Well, um, okay, so if you're a day old, mm -hmm. 
Oh, you have less to base it off of. I get I, no, I get logically where that comes from. Yeah. Yeah, no, but that that's an actual science. Right, right, right. There's the psychology to it. Yeah. But for the audience, if you're a day old, when you wake up on your second day, that's the oldest you've ever been. At the end of that day, you have just lived twice as long as you have ever lived. So when you're five years old and you live another day, you've already lived over 1,600 days already. That's, you know, nothing. And then when you get to be 100 years old, you've already lived 36,500 days. Jeez. What's another day, hour? minute <laughs> dust in the wind bell dust in the wind that's what you say when i fart <laughs> <laughs> so like my thing is is like why even why even trip dog you know what i'm saying or so we're so finite our existence is so finite why even why even sweat it bro you know what i'm saying like oh well yeah, man, releasing releasing to attachments and just being able to, like, and not that I've mastered it. I've definitely had my low points even recently, but whenever my mind is clear, it's like, man, I, I have to be here right now. Enjoy it. And I don't want to take myself off this earth, usually. Uh, and it's, it's a gift. Um the fleeting moments of happiness are worth all those minutes of pain. And then hopefully, you know, you can get to a point where it's, it's all happy. I mean, the le- the less you care, the better off you are, man. And it's just more fleeting moments of happiness. You can't live in regret. You just got to enjoy the moment, be in the moment and no nothing else. You can't worry too much about the past. You can't worry about the future. I mean, just I have just, to be present. I just try not to. You know what I'm saying? I try. That's all you have to do is you have to try. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, as long as you're trying, you're doing something right. Um, and let's, like, let's try not to put too much emphasis on things that don't need to hold the emphasis. Right? You know what I mean? Like, death is something heavy. Of co- Okay, of course, that needs to hold the emphasis. But something such as, like, somebody cutting you off in traffic... You yeah, know, I was. I used to be real bad about that road rage. Getting mad at some asshole because he's not wearing his mask in a store or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're all the same entity just experiencing this a million different ways. So why not try to be a little kinder to each other on our way through this dimension? <clears throat> and again, back in living in those moments. So if you live only in that present moment, if you only count that as what's important, when you're miserable and angry and so depressed over these outside events that you can't control like road rage, mm-hmm. you're literally wasting your life. Yeah. It's wasted effort down to a T. You could be so mad at someone in road rage and be focusing on them, not noticing that a plane is crashing down upon you in the moment. And then you would be living your last moments mad at somebody else for nothing. Yeah. For literally the smallest inconvenience because we're all on edge trying to get home. 
been a long day, you know what I'm saying? You're just trying to get home as quick as you can to the to the tribe. Uh, I mean, I've been there. I've had little seizures uh, while driving. <laughs> you know, that's really what it is. You're just like your body goes into a little little uh, temper tantrum. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really uh, so not needed. Yeah. I've punched my <laughs> dash before whenever somebody got in front of me because how dare they need to get home just as much as me. Right. And I don't want to let them in because me first. Right. Somehow my ego is coming into play on these roadways, you know? Yeah. That's the funny. That's when it gets funny when I could look at myself and think, oh, your stupid ego really just and that's those those are those times whenever I look back at myself a few minutes later and I'm like looking back at myself awkwardly like trying to just like I don't know wish that that didn't happen you know what I mean right like, so do you know what the zipper method is uh-uh. do you that doesn't mean anything to you okay so no. you know how when there's construction and they close down a lane of a two lane road uh-huh. inevitably. There will be people that wait until the last second to get over, and then there's the other people that have been waiting in line a long time. Right. Scientifically, those people that are waiting until the last second to get over, they're doing the right thing. They're keeping traffic moving. Right. It's your fault that you got over too early. Right. But how mad does that make you? When, when I see. get over too early, <laughs> yeah. I know I'm and like, oh, you fucking loser. Yeah, but they're doing the right thing. And then, like, you see a second where you could have got back in the other lane. You're like, oh, fuck, I should have took So it. I learned this as a trucker, right, yeah. the zipper method. And it's so funny because it's in the driving manuals, at least in Kentucky and Indiana. Right. But truckers will sit there and block lanes and cause the lineups to be way worse. They have some of the biggest egos, dude. Oh, my God. It's another reason why I'll never be a part of that some industry. Some of these lizards. Again. You know, some of these lizard, lot lizard kings out there. I don't even know what to call them. They're, they're just... Okay, so here here's why truckers are so awful if you want to get psychological. Mm-hmm. I mean, the over-the-road ones... Oh, which well, yeah. everyone idolizes yeah. when you're a trucker, which is the majority of them. They lose their ability to socialize. I mean, you're in a truck by yourself. And uh, not just that, but being in one of the most stressful situations a human being can be in, in a truck by yourself. I mean, is that is that not a stress? I feel like every time I get behind the wheel, it's a stressful situation because my life is always on the line. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, they, I, if anything, that's where I stress, stress out the most is behind the wheel of a car. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah. even have to be thinking about the wheel of the car. I well, could be thinking about a million other things in my head also. You know I'm how stressing. you said earlier that you'll realize that it's like a natural stress place for me. Well, you know how <laughs> earlier you said that you'll realize it's the ego mm-hmm. that is behind that anger. Right. No one's there to check their ego. Like they're their own bosses, so to speak. They run their own truck. They barely have anybody to pay attention to. Like, 
they have dispatch. Right. And God love the dispatchers. I don't see how they do it because, you know, one part, one person will be responsible for talking to 50 of these truckers a day. And it's just like, I couldn't do it. Well, gotta have thick skin. Money drives. The hell does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like somebody's slogan, don't it? <laughs> it? Sounds like Tesla talking about Bitcoin. Money you're gonna, drives. You're gonna drive for money. Yeah, I'll I drive. made good money for sure. I'll drive for money. I miss that money at times, and it was a fun adventure. It it, it sucks that it's not a thing where it's like you know what i want to go to california i think i'll just drive a truck out there and pick up a load and and you know and then be done with it for a while because it's a great way to see the country um it's just great seeing the country if you can afford to do it I, i think everybody should do that once go everywhere you know, West Coast, East Coast, North and South. I would definitely love to understand more of this piece of dirt that we're on. Dude, I think that's one of the most interesting things about it is is seeing all the changes that our planet goes through, like the different climates and everything, just within this one nation. And it gives you a, a, a spectrum to base kind of the rest of the world off of. Because, I mean, it's like if it can vary and change this much within these invisible walls here and and these right. physical walls of the this, ocean this few thousand miles stretch, just imagine yeah. what another entire continent imagine what africa's like going from north to south imagine south america from south to north and you end up all the way in the central jungles and shit that's why i watch top gear <laughs> I miss those. No, but for sure, I've I've been saying this a lot lately. If there was one place in the world that I want to go before I die, it's Patagonia, for sure. Uh, Like the whole South America, like Andes Mountains, where it's like meeting the fucking uh, ocean forests and stuff. Oh yeah, ocean, desert, and forest, depending on where you're at in the Andes. It's nuts, right? That's it's just like that's the same with California though. You know, it's um California, you go say you start in LA, you know, you're in southern LA or southern California. Well, LA is right next to the ocean. Right. And it's in a valley. So then you go up into like go up through valleys between mountains mm-hmm. to the high desert. Or you go up over the mountains and down into the high desert. Or you go into the redwoods. Right. Yeah. The forests. Or you go up north to northern California and the real redwoods. Yeah. Or it's the, uh, what do they call that forest out the there? Great south, American, southeast. Uh, the Great North American Rainforest is what I've heard it called. Is that whole northwestern area. Yeah, the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Which is, that's a weird area. All in song. I could I could talk hours about the Pacific Northwest. I love the Pacific Northwest. I've never been, but I only hope to go someday soon. I mean, it's the same as California. Yeah. I mean, Washington and Oregon, it's crazy. Go to, like, as far as American culture goes. Right. 
you know, you have the South known for being conservative, and then, you know, you have, like, the coastal states and stuff known for being liberal. Mm-hmm. Like, in both Washington and Oregon, that's the two most extremely, like, extreme left yeah. and extreme right clash together. It's so weird and interesting. Yeah, California is basically, she says, three different states climate-wise. And I'd argue even maybe four because you have, like I say, the coastal beach regions. You have high desert. You have low desert. And you have mountains. And you have forests. Five. Well, you don't just have the beaches on the coast either. You have the rocky coast, too, up north. Yeah. So I've heard. I haven't seen the rocky coast up north. I've never been personally, but hey, it was a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I definitely need to go back. Speaking of the Pacific Northwest, uh, orcas, dude. Are those not some of the craziest creatures ever? Orca whales? Yes, killer whales. Killer whales, yeah. You know, they like free willy. They go around in packs killing great white sharks. Yeah. That's how they get the name killer whales. It's pretty dope shit. I want to ride one. So apparently um, by sonar, scientists have discovered that they actually carry different dialect. And uh, what's that called? Oh, yeah. They they have. Uh, They have different ways of communicate. Like, right. Dialect, what, is, what vernaculars is it? and stuff. Yeah, um, different accents. Twangs. Accents, yes. They pick up on different <laughs> twangs. Twangs. Yeah. They got them different twangs too. Yeah. <laughs> no, you got the different twang too. Right, you. right. Orca whales be out there <laughs> singing bluegrass and shit. Um, but no, dude, they pick up on. They have different accents. Um, yeah, I, I did hear about that. That they, they, they classified it from not only oceans but regions of oceans. Yes. So that's crazy. Um, they're pretty freaking intelligent, you know. Yeah. Like, how many off steps would have been this them running this planet instead of the primates? You know. I don't know. That's where my mind goes sometimes. I think I How think many steps in the other direction, dude. Are we dolphins instead of monkeys right well, now? Well, this goes back to me believing in aliens. <laughs> Cuz I think I think aliens like basically uh put us together. I think you're giving too much uh credit to aliens and not enough credit to mankind in evolution. I'm just saying like People want to give all this credit to aliens, but then, like, I don't know. I don't know where I'm trying to go with that, but I don't like giving them all the credit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I believe in evolution, right? I I have to give I believe in evolution. credit when credit is due, especially when it comes to advancements, whether it be evolutionary or technologically. I believe in evolution, but... I mean, give us our props. You know what I'm saying? We aren't just stupid monkeys. I don't. Th- I don't think it's. I don't think it's always absolute. Uh, I don't think it's always that easily explainable. Um, I don't think everything evolved from one microbe here. 
And there's a lot of evidence to support that. Facts. And then, you know, the fact that, like, I think, okay, so evolutionarily speaking, there's been an experiment going on for the past 48 years where a Japanese scientist 48 years ago started breeding fruit flies in Mm. absolute darkness. And so um, what they do as an experiment is they keep breeding them, keep breeding them, and then every year they test to see how many eggs that they can fertilize in the dark versus a control group that has not seen light. And there is a difference. Right. But it's not as staggering as you would think after 48 years because you're talking about a new generation of flies every Holy shit. Dude has been doing this for 48 years straight. Yeah. No shit. And you're talking. (laughs) That's astounding. (laughs) Well, people carry on the experiment for him. You know, it's a university thing. But the the difference is it's like the control group will get like low 200s and the the very experienced lived in dark their whole life group low to mid 300s will get eggs will get uh fertilized and it's like sure that's a difference but after 48 years of very fast what should be a very quick evolving species mm-hmm. it's not that dramatic uh the eye size hasn't grown tremendously it has grown so that it can you know pick up every tiny bit but it's not as staggering as you would think so think about the fact that alligators have remained unchanged for hundreds of millions of years well the difference between an alligator and a crocodile i'm not i don't think we have that kind of difference between us and an ape even though we're close i think there's too many dramatic changes i guess i'll go against myself and what i was saying real quick and just say that i mean evolutionarily speaking that for life to be possible on the surface of this planet period out of water the fungi a fungus had to come down on a fucking meteorite and hit the rock to start turning turning it into dirt to produce the minerals and everything needed nutrients for everything to grow and produce life on the surface so I mean, life and in itself, surface dwelling life. I'll play devil's advocate against myself. Is and, almost like and a, go back, reverse it back real quick though. Right. They they did find evidence that a uh, very simple quote unquote life can come about from amino acids and electrical charge. So that's the soup to start uh, to cook. You know, DNA. So, who knows? Mm, I'm not. But I, 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 again, I don't, again, I don't think we, I don't think we're here right now just because of our own little sealed off earth and everything cooked. You know what I mean? I think, I think events have happened and I think some of those events have been. Uh, aided by foreign bodies, aliens. I could see the argument for it. Um, I just like to give human beings credit 
you know <laughs> that's all um that's my whole argument for it really i guess is just life on this planet in general um i just don't give i don't want to give somebody else the credit for you know because we don't know really it looks that way almost like there was some type of something had to happen in our evolution of course but whether that was alien interference whether that was a, something like a stoned ape theory or whatever i mean I definitely don't have the answer for it. I got some questions, though. <laughs> I got some questions, but no answers. I feel that. It really, all I find myself uh, finding whenever I'm looking for answers or more questions. So. Yeah. Isn't that fun? Um, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> I'll let you know when that happens. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Uh, well, huh. Or, huh. More questions. Yeah. Yeah, that's really what it is, honestly. It's a... A lot of the times, ignorance would be bliss, but I just I just want to seek the truth, honestly. Whatever the truth is. I hear you. Just try to seek that truth. That's all I want to do, you know? Looking for the truth. Sometimes you realize that the bliss was better, though. Um, no, I, I think that's an easy way out. Whenever, yeah, yeah, no, that. you're you're right, you're right. I mean, I, who doesn't want to know? Right. Who right. doesn't want to know exactly why and how and everything? I mean, honestly, that would be tremendous. I know it would cause me a million times more sorrow than what I already carry, but if I could, just because I'm so curious, I would take all the knowledge of, of the universe. I would take every bit of it that I could. I know that would, like I said. I don't know if I would want all that. Me. I would just like to know origins and, and stuff like that. Well, yeah. A basic. Uh, I don't need all the zeros and ones. I just need yeah, to right. interest me. Like, <laughs> I don't know if it's a computer or an alien or a human that I'm smoking with, but I want somebody to be like, here's how it really happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> And like for me to know that they're not crazy that and it's that the truth, you know, that would be that would be great. And then I would follow that person to a private island and do whatever they say and give them all my money and drink some Kool Aid and go up on the spaceship with them. I hope we find Nirvana together, then, my friend. We got some Kool Aid in the drawer. We can get this party cooking. I I, know, I, t- I can tell you everything. I mean, I'm not trying to go up to the mothership. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, knowledge is knowledge is everything. You know what I mean? Knowledge is power. Knowledge is reason, uh, force, everything. It, it's it's. It's hard for me to understand, but I have this idea of knowledge that I've been trying to work on lately, but it's not ready. Not ready for it? No, I'll get back to you on that. I'll have a whole knowledge monologue of just information. For safekeeping? Love of information. I love information. Information's everything. It's crazy. You got a fucking supercomputer. 
running your meat sack. What? Yeah, every single one of you. Oh, you got oh, a yeah, supercomputer running your flesh body. A super high tech advanced organic supercomputer. An information processor. So, I mean, just like um, computers and processors, you know, there are going to be errors sometimes, right? Everybody gets a little kick in their brain. I don't think we should look at people like uh, lower individuals because something's going wrong with their computer processor, you know? Right. Like, uh, I guess this is getting into, like, mental health awareness and all that, but... I don't know. It's that's also something I've been thinking about some lately. Is the whole computer on in your skull? You know, it's just so crazy to think about. Um, it is amazing the way we can process, you know, so many points of information at one given time, and that is an idle. That's not even actually doing anything. Yeah, it's not thinking. You're just observing now, and that kind of goes into like autism and stuff, where it's overwhelming for some some brains, and that's an interesting thing to me is is that whole spectrum and based a lot off the senses and stuff. Like some people, it's uh, you know the the sight is too much, some the sound. A lot of people, both, you know, everything in between. It's it's kind of like uh, a short in, in the wires where information jumps, you know? Right, right. Like, there is no base model to the supercomputer either. You know no. what I mean? Like, there isn't, like, one hard copy that gets printed off a thousand times. Everyone's put together in its own little tri- intricate ways, you know? So, like, you know... I almost think that, like, your average person has probably, like, got a little skip somewhere. You know what I mean? Oh, fucking hell yeah, dude. Dude, this computer I don't know an average person. Get the hell out of here. Exactly. This organic computer has been stamped out so many times. Like, there's no way that every single one, there's no way that any of them, I think, are running perfectly. If somebody tells me everything is great and perfect and fine in their head, I'm like, get the fuck out of here, you twisted liar. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. that's where you're fucked up. Facts, dude. You don't even yeah. know that you're fucked up. Right. And that's why um, that that saying, like, uh, you're crazy if you don't think you're crazy, that's, that's why that holds weight. Yeah, because absolutely, you, like, dude. I think once you get intelligent and logical about it, you see that not everything is so tied down uh, as a... As it's made to be seemed, you know what I mean? Right. Like not, I don't know. I'm just, I guess I'm just... No, you're on it. a good tangent there, dude. Because, I mean, as you say, like, there is no way for anyone to live a perfect life. There's no one that has not had heartbreak, trauma, uh... You know, something that they've had to overcome. Yeah, there's not like uh, some average path of determination you can go off of either. You know what I mean? Right. 
It's I mean, not. so and speaking of determination, I find I find that's a weird thing that, like, that's a natural thing. Like, you know, some people are naturally determined, and some just aren't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Would you consider yourself determined? I just got to find the right fire that fuels me, you know? So, like, um, in a lot of things, I'm not very determined. But then, like, if I can find something to attach it to, um, like an emotion or a need, then I feel like I can kind of, like, adding, you know, um, a gust of wind to an open flame or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of just giving it a little bit. I can ride that for a little while. I know people that from the time that I was in middle school with them to their early 30s spent nearly every single waking minute of every day that they had working hard to achieve all kinds of crazy goals. I think that is honorable, sure. But at the same time, like, again, it's back to mental health. Uh When you can devote that much time into an education, career, your health and looks, your your money situation, making investments, moving things around, building a home, building cars, and all that stuff. Like I applaud that, mm-hmm. but I feel like even those people have something broken with inside them to keep them on that kind of determined, weird path because. I don't know, man. Well, every one of us is hardwired differently, right? That's kind of like what I was getting back to earlier is that, like, we're, I would like to think that every single brain, every single supercomputer super is unique in its own way. It's different from the the next one, no matter which one you put it up to. Yeah. You know and, the, and you can alter it and change it and mold it and for the good and for the bad. You can make changes to it. You know, as you're you're maintaining your supercomputer, but I think, as you said, there are certain traits, good or bad, that you'll always have with that thing. For sure, for sure. Um, And and I mean, it's like my supercomputer wasn't; it didn't have the trait to have a hardcore drive at you know a young age and. To become whatever, super determined for whatever. Um, you have to have an acceptance with that. You know, you have to accept what you have in your head. Right. The next, that's a the hard next thing super for some computer people. that got stamped out or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It might have been built with that extra large determination factor or whatever. So, I mean, it's almost like everything in this reality. I just almost determine it to chance. And it's almost like a, r- a really good chance that, like, everything that you perceive can be perceived differently through a different lens, of course, right? I mean, that's yeah. almost like 
why am I even saying that? But um, so was it was something for you? It's definitely not going to be the same for the next person, and it's definitely not going to be the same for you. It is as it and it has to be different for the universe to experience itself. No matter how similar we think we are, our views will never, you know be the same because we have two different supercomputers that were put together differently running different shit you know what i mean like uh i don't know you guys we could be on the same frequency but we could never be running the same program okay so within a computer you have i'm really fucking (laughs) we're connected get it (laughs) yeah i'm really fucking connected to something right now um who boy um Within hardware, We're really connected, y'all. <laughs> Check out that TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! Uh, <laughs> uh, all this talk of, of the supercomputer shit. Um, do you know the levels of hardware? Mm. Like you know the difference between hardware and software. Of course, yeah. Hardware so is real life uh, physical things. Software. Do you know is. what firmware is? No. So maybe if you told me, it would click. But yeah. So it's a nice and there's other types of wares, but I, I find this because this goes in with the hard wiring and stuff and bringing it back to computers. So. Software is the thing you, that you would change often, right. and that's what runs everything. That's your that's, what that's needs, your voice. That's your head. That's what needs constant updates. Yeah. You have hardware, which is the things you can't get away from your your physical like right. what you have. Yeah. Firmware on a computer is where. The components have memory for their operations. Okay, so your graphics card that you buy mm-hmm. comes loaded with software on it to talk to your computer. Your um, so what? Something behind the scenes telling it to do stuff. Sound cards. It, it's it's a poor exp- explanation. Are you talking about the thing that's on the other end of our transmitters? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is on my transmitter, bro? <laughs> uh, I thought you were saying that you. I'm just um, saying it's the it's the in between. It's like something that would be it would be like a pattern change and stuff like that. That's um, okay. I just, yeah, I thought you were saying like remote control or something. Uh, you got a remote control for me, dog? <laughs> Pass that shit, man. I'm trying to do something crazy right now. Uh, no, I thought um, maybe you were saying something like free will, like something, the controlling force. Do you do you believe in free will? Uh, yes and no? Yeah, because, I mean, we've talked about this before, me and you, I'm sure on this podcast before even, um, the... No matter what, you're going to be born with a certain algorithm, um, and some things are going to be possible, and some things aren't physically, literally going to be possible. So, yeah. whether it be because you were born into a vessel that was, you know, 
not adequate or whether it would be you were born into um, a certain financial or social um, dilemma. Um, I mean, there's just so many variables. There's aspects to it, yeah. So many variables. You do what you know. It's unfathomable how many variables there are. That's, uh, speaking of, dude, something real interesting to look at is risk risk assessment. Those, those, uh, there's people that, that get real deep and scientific with it. And it's, it's pretty intense. The figures that they end up working with and shit. What exactly risk assessment? What do you mean? I don't, I've never, I mean. So it's mostly it like, for insurance agencies. I was going to say, I've heard of it for like financial reasons, but. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, you take a financial risk, uh, take a, um, it's financial, but it's people that deal with large numbers and it's, I'm baked and tired. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That was a stupid question about me to derail the thought train. Uh, no, it's, I dropped no, the ball. It's not, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm. So, um, I wanted to get back on to that, uh, that shit we were on just a second ago. I'm lost in the sauce too, brother. Yeah, we've we've been going for about an hour. Change, change. Um, anyways, I don't know. I guess just the thought that, um, things aren't always possible no matter what base you have to jump off of. So <laughs> that's the, th that's the free will thing. Yeah. Um, it's which, so I mean, weird. Really, it just, it just offers up more questions to a question. Yeah. So. Questions upon questions. Sorry. Um, no, you're answers. good. I, uh, it's funny how I both like strongly believe in destiny and free will and all, like it's all at once. Well, I'm just trying to figure out what is superstitious and what, like, you know what I mean? Like, what am I making up in my head that isn't really affecting anything, Right. So like um, that's a good question to ask at a lot of points in time. Yeah, that's um what I catch myself I think looking for most of the time, honestly. Um is just kind of like cutting out bullshit, but that's a easy way to put it. I don't know. I don't know. Um sometimes you just romanticize a thought too hard. Right. We're rejected too hard and don't open your mind enough to things. So I don't know. I it's don't all think. it's all a simulation. Nothing's real, but you know everything's predetermined and destiny. And I just don't think there's really a path there. Like maybe we're thinking of it as a path whenever it's just like floating in an ocean. You know what I'm saying? You're just letting the thing take Lost you. in the sauce. You're not, um, you shouldn't be trying to walk a path. You know what I mean? Most of the time, I think. Um, which that might not work for most authoritarian standpoints. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, though. I don't think uh, you should be trying to base your life off of anyone's either. Uh, that's kind of like the whole thing is like, don't. Try to walk a path that isn't yours, I guess. 
Nah, I mean. Nah, man. Trying to float on. And we all float on. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll all float on anyway. I like to think that's what happens. Floating on into the next seas of high and lows. I don't know. I don't I don't think it'll be bad after it's over. You know. Whatever happens. No, it definitely I and that's one thing that I know for sure is it definitely won't be bad once it happens. Um I, I almost, to bring it all the way back around to death. Oh uh, yeah, we'll 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 Isn't end that it funny? off. We'll end it off where it, we started it. Um, <laughs> that's crazy, yeah, bro. Yeah, let's go off on <laughs> this for a minute. Um, Holy shit! But like, lost in the sauce. <laughs> Sorry, it's it's going to be an easy one. Yeah. So ending it off on death again. Um, and it might even be euphoric, if anything. Yeah, I, I almost believe that it's going to be, like, really freeing of all the, like, weight of uh, this phys- physical realm. Like, everything, if you notice, has weight here. Even the air has a little, has some weight to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can measure the weight of everything here. It's going to be, once we don't have to deal with weight anymore, like, it's, it's, that's got to feel, like, so freeing and, like... Um, just, I, I, that's trying to imagine it, but I can't, you know what I'm saying? It's unfathomable. Um, the moment that that happens, you know, which I mean, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. It doesn't have to be a, uh, a dark thing. It doesn't have to be a sad thing, you know? And that's big facts because we all face it. So why not make peace with it? Why not love that thing that we all have uh, coming for us feelings of intense, you know, whatever it be, sadness, hatred, whatever. Um, Just fucking make peace with it. Right. That's what I'm trying to do. I think that's what I've done. Um, And like going back to that whole hospice type situation thing, like, almost like really believe that I could be like a uh, uh, helping hand into the afterlife. You know what I mean? Like, like I might, it's just sad that that can't happen. Unlike Sundays from four to 8 PM. <laughs> well, I, mean? I think, <laughs> I think in our, in every society, there are roles for people like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in our society, we have roles for people like that. Um, I think they just need to open that up a bit more to to someone like us. Uh, I'm skeptical about myself, though, because do I just have a death fetish? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. Do you? I'm skeptical about everything, honestly. I don't think I have a death fetish. Um, I'm pretty sure you don't. Do you, do you, I've just witnessed so much of it. So like, it's hard to not like kind of question myself at this point. You know what I mean? Of like being able to accept it when it happens the way that it imagine, does. Imagine back when the rates, the, 
Rates were much higher for a person to encounter death on a daily basis. Like, uh, you know, plague era and, and, and medieval times and things like that when you'd see bodies left and right. Imagine the damage to the psyche there. Yeah. I mean, I would have... I would have hated to have had to have encountered my fellow man's death, like, on that type number. Like a daily um, basis. Like, bubonic plague type number, like, sheesh. Yeah, I mean, I would have probably been, like, pretty whacked out, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. I would have been, like, super depressed, you know, like, or maybe, I, I mean, who who am I telling? I don't, I wasn't there, so I couldn't tell you, but, uh. It could have very well been the opposite. You know what I'm saying? I could have honestly. <laughs> he could have been playing in them. No, I could have been like uh, <laughs> grateful and you know. Um, I, I don't. I don't know, man. Humbled by it, you know, just like. I mean, it's kind of like the same thing today. You see all this death around you. It's hard not to be. Feel humbled, lucky. Humbled by it, you know. Just thankful for every day because. I mean, there's uh, see, a that, lot that's, of people uh, dying you know, on the daily I, of, young, of premature deaths, you know? When you say you try to pull the good out of things, I, I, I didn't fathom a way to do that with death like you just did. But that's I wild. Mean, it, it's all about interpretation also. I mean... Yeah, I, all, I'm just saying I wasn't open to that interpretation we all have until to just our, now. We all have to make our peace with it, you know? So, like... Any way that you can do that, I feel, has value to it. Whether it's the way of ignorance, whether it's um, the way of spirituality and religion, whether it's... Um, whatever, yeah. I mean, dude, whatever way you can interpret it to make it fit with you and you can buy into it, go all in. <laughs> you know, like Nice. For, for sure, for sure. I really love that sentiment. I think that's uh Yeah, dude. Buddhism changed me. I love that. <laughs> well I think life's been a Mitch. Much love. Much love, Cuzo. That, Thank you that for was having beautiful. me on the last Fizo show earlier. That yeah, awesome. man. And uh choked me up a little bit. <clears throat> oh yeah? A little bit, just a tiny bit. Aw. Hey, you guys, check out that TikTok from earlier. You won't, be, you won't. Fiza, uh, you no, won't I'm about to say Fiza Christ on everything. You Eric Ford it. funny on everything. Uh, mm -hmm. Life's a Mitch on TikTok. That's right. Be posting po uh, clips of this pod, hopefully. Uh, yeah. Within the short time after posting it. So. And in fact, I got to get with you because there's a great editing app that I found. And so nice. you could screen record. I will be playing around with that. So. Yep. Awesome. Check us out. Love you guys. It's been a long time. Thanks, y'all, for sticking around. We plan to get more out soon. Peace.